If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Tonight on Business Life, businesses and individuals advised to start making adjustments and plans as ECG prepares to release a load shedding timetable following moves by independent power producers to cut power supply. Get ready your, uh, you know, standby generators filled and um, so you can rely on, on that. Also, you can also plan your, 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 your processing arrangements if you're a factory. Also in this bulletin, banking consultant Nana Utwe Champon describes Bank of Ghana's decision to suspend forex licenses of Fidelity Bank and First National Bank as far-reaching. Once there has not been a change and a certain one, then you could leave it there. Mm. So, so yes, so, clarity has been made. So, that means the punishment, in my opinion, is, is far-reaching. Plus, the long-awaited phase two of government's agreed flagship program that's planted for food and jobs program will be launched next week we'll hear from deputy agric minister the coming week or so we are going to officially launch the pmj phase two we have details of these and many others lined up for you please stay Thanks so much for staying on. I am Pius Kujubaka. To our very first story, individuals and businesses are being urged to brace themselves for a planned load shedding exercise as independent power producers prepares to cut power supply to the ECG beginning Saturday, July 1, over debt owed them. The IPPs had earlier informed government about their intention to cut power supply to ECG if it fails to pay 30% of the about 2 billion cities debt owed them by July 1. It is, however, unclear what government's line of action would be in ensuring a reliable and stable power supply as the deadline approaches. However, speaking to Joy Business on the development, Executive Director of the Institute for Energy Security, Nana Amwesi seventh said, businesses have no option than to make adjustments and plan ahead before ECG comes up with a load shedding timetable. Well, our changes are not alien to businesses in Ghana. Mm. It happens once in a while, and uh, most of them are backups when it comes to uh, power generation. We expect them to um, get a backup ready and also to um, ensure that their generators are filled to the brim uh, in terms of fuel because we're getting also the indication of uh, fuel shortages in town because of... um, uh, this tanker drivers refusing to work 
for reason of bad roads. Mm. And so get ready your, uh, you know, standby generators filled and um, so you can rely on, on that. Also, you can also plan your, 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 your processing arrangements if you're a factory. So to make sure that um, you follow the load shedding uh, timetable if ECG is forced to put at one. What is supposed to happen or what can happen is what we are seeing now. The IPPs, all of them, have issued a zero nomination to Grico, the transmitter. That's what has happened. Mm. Declaring unavailability by Saturday. What will happen again is government can forestall this between now and close of Friday, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Government can avert this. We believe so. Moving on to some other stories, banking consultant Nana Utui Champong has indicated that the Bank of Ghana's decision to suspend the forex licenses of Fidelity Bank and First National Bank will have far-reaching implications on the two banks. The two banks were suspended for failing to strictly adhere to the applicable forex market regulations and guidelines. Nana Utui Champong spoke earlier on the marketplace. I've explained that um, it's something that I think shouldn't have happened. But they assume, as I said, that, for instance, you are supposed to update your file every 30 minutes. Mm. And their understanding was that the update should happen if there is a change. Because every 30 minutes, you have to update. And as I said, if the exchange rate is 10 to 1 at 12 noon, at 12.30, if it's still 10 to 1, you need to change according to the uh, rule. But they uh, erroneously felt that once there has not been a change and it's not ten to one, then you could leave it there. Mm. So, so yes, so, clarity has been made. So, that means the punishment, in my opinion, is, is far reaching. But they have to get um, partner banks to uh, operate those because it means they cannot, um, you know, operate those for a issue. And everything has got to be done by another licensed bank. Well, then both of them may be in negotiations with their partner bank to handle that on a temporary basis. But my hope is that it won't last as much as 30 days and that it will be short 30 days. There are other developments which we can discuss now, maybe in another conversation we can discuss. But for now, that, that is what has happened. Now, despite the volatile economic situation in Ghana, coupled with the domestic debt exchange program, Enterprise Group has declared the first and final dividend of 0.0744 pesos per share to, uh, for the year 2022. The company also announced a profit after tax of 222 million cities in 2022 compared to 122 million cities in 2021. Speaking at the annual general meeting of the company, Group CEO of Enterprise Group, Daniel Labitek, who said the company will continue to post good performance. Here's more. According to Enterprise Group, amidst the economic challenges, it still achieved a net income of 1,602 million cities, boasted by stronger results in life, general insurance, and pension businesses. The company declared profit after tax of 222 million cities in 2022, compared to 122 million cities in 2021, with net cash generated from operating activities improving by 4.53%. To this end, the company at its annual general meeting declared a dividend of 0.0744 pesos per share for the year 2022. 
Daniel Labi Teku is the group CEO of Enterprise Group. The dividend declared this year is a reflection of the challenges that the whole economy, you know, uh, went through in 2022. Um, on the back of the data exchange program, we're able to still declare the dividend that we, we declared today. Um, the assurance is that if we continue on the trajectory that we have seen or we saw in the past years, certainly there's going to be an improvement. in Our dividend history is quite rich, so certainly next year we, we can uh, sustain a better dividend for our shareholders. He added that the company remains cautiously optimistic about the prospects for growth. However, we'll leverage on innovation to execute the vision for the company for 2023. Innovation is okay in, 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 in modern day businesses. So that is what we are seeking to, to, to leverage on. And therefore, we have even set up an innovation center which is looking at, on daily basis, new ways of doing business. So innovation is going to be very key in our business going forward. Meanwhile, the group delivered an increase in its total assets by 11.98% from 2,163.32 million cities in 2021 to 2,422.39 million cities in 2022, despite the impairment of its investment assets by 328.85 million cities. One of our headline stories in phase two of government's Greek flagship program that's the planting for food and jobs will be launched next week. According to Deputy Agric Minister Yao Frimpong Ado, the second chapter will focus on scaling, um, upscaling production of 11 crops and livestock as input credit. Here is more. The Planting for Food and Jobs program was implemented in 2017 to modernize the agri-sector, improve food security, create jobs, and reduce poverty. In May 2023, subsidy on fertilizer and seeds under the program was suspended. Speaking at the KFW Agra Phase 1 Project Learning Event, Deputy Agri-Minister Yao Frimpong Ado revealed that the PFJ Chapter 2 will be launched soon with some adjustments. Let me emphasize that this project also coincided with government's flagship program, the planting for food and jobs, which had in focus agricultural development as the indispensable engine for growth and development of the entire country. The ministry looks forward to the development of a phase two of this project with lessons learned from the phase one to form the basis and each partner is playing its role to ensure the full attainment of the project objectives. And I wish to add that uh, in the coming week or so, we are going to officially launch the PFJ Phase 2. The PFJ Chapter 2, as it has been christened, is going to ensure that we accelerate production of our 11 selected um, uh, crops and poultry. KFW, the German Development Bank, through its Phase 1 project, which is supervised by AGRA, has invested 3.5 million euros in the past four years. Bashir Musa is Program Officer at AGRA. In the scheme of things, so far as the two projects are concerned, uh, KFW invested almost about 3.5 million euros in the two consortia, you know, within a span of four years uh, to look at project implementation at the grassroots level. Now, the first one, which we call the Public-Private Partnership for Competitive and Inclusive 
rice value chain happened between 2018 and 2023, and the status is that is currently closed. The second part is the Ghana Cassava Industrialization Partnership project, which was also implemented just around the same time. Program manager for KFW Ghana Mission, Atae Japan, explained the importance of the project to his outfit. Why are we involved in this project? And our desire at that time was to focus on how we address causes of structural hunger and food security, food insecurity. And what do I mean? Food insecurity, hidden hunger, more nutrition among others. And again, also make sure that we promote rural development to create opportunities to escape poverty. And then also support systems that enhances sustainable production and consumption, financing and also preserving the environment. The KFW Agra Phase 1 projects run from 2018 to 2022. Now, the United States government, through the U.S. Agency for International Development and the United Nations World Food Program, is embarking on a one-year program to provide vital support to farmers during the lean season in Ghana. Valued at $7 million, the newly launched Farmer Support Activity aims to bolster food security. There is more in the following reports. The farmer support activity looks to cushion and build the capacity of farmers, especially those in the northern parts of Ghana. A total of 17,000 farming households in 17 districts in the northern, northeast, upper east and upper west regions will receive 3,500 CDs each. Kimberly Rosen is mission director at USAID. To ensure accessibility and convenience, small-scale farmers will directly receive the cash transfers into their mobile money accounts. This method allows them to easily access the funds in an efficient manner. The cash transfers provided through this program serve as a flexible tool that the farmers can utilize to address their most urgent needs. This flexibility empowers farmers to invest in their farms, purchase necessary inputs, cover labor costs, or attend to other important requirements. It is important to note that this program is part of our broader commitment to support Ghana's agricultural sector. Through a multi-sectoral initiative that includes the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, the National Identification Authority, and MTN, the World Food Program has identified targeted and registered vulnerable smallholder farmers. According to WFP representative and country director Barbara Clemens, this is to ensure that these farmers do not compromise on quality and quantity. This, especially going into this lean season, seeks to identify them, assist them so that they are not um, consuming some of their inputs or making negative coping choices in terms of I'll cultivate less land or I'll buy less food for my household. We want to make sure that we're there when the assistance is needed and is given to the right person so that they can increase their productivity. And that really is the point of this. Deputy Agric Minister Yaofrempon Adu urged the farmers to be prudent with the investment. There are several other households who were not lucky to have been part of 
uh, this program. So those of you who have been selected, I will call the lucky ones. You need to prove to the donors, our development partners, that this money is not for your pocket or your purse or your wallet. It is for productivity. And just as they said, you, you observe the, the strong team here. The, the M&E team is so strong with financial, those people with financial background, they are going to monitor you from penny to penny. And if, if you don't account for it, you may be in trouble. We cannot shield you because we want, we want you to use the money to deliver what you have to deliver. The farmer support activity will run till March 2024. You're still watching Business Life. Time for a breather. You will enjoy free life insurance, free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimo, this EcoBank Salary Account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yara, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome back. Chief Executive Officer of the Petroleum Commission, Egbert Fibol Jr., is calling on academic institutions to tailor this curriculum prepare graduates for the job market. According to him, most companies prefer the employ to employ expatriates rather than... Progressive presents an ad from mom. What does it say here? Bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive and get protection around the clock. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I think it should be around. <laughs> what are you signaling? Me? To stop talking? Oh, all right. I'll, I'll stop talking. No. Just had to tell me. That's all you Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Ghanaians, because the locals are unable to match their qualifications with the skills on the field, Mr. Fibble Jr. spoke at the maiden edition of the Upstream Job Role Localization Conference. The Petroleum Commission disclosed that it invested 4 million CDs in 150 graduates to build their capacity to be better suited for the job market. Chief Executive Officer of the Commission, 
Egbert Fabio Jr. urged companies to emulate his outfit by providing learning opportunities for graduates and called on educational institutions to practicalize courses. Much as it's now a global village and so you get expatriates coming in, the truth and the stark reality is that for each expatriate you see working in the office in Ghana, let us know that the cost of bringing the expatriates living here, working here, is passed on to Ghana when crude liftings are being So what do we do? Much as we want to work with our international partners, we need to deliberately train our own people so that over a period of time, they will take over the expatriate rules. Meanwhile, Deputy Energy Minister Herbert Crapper disclosed that plans are underway to implement the human resource localization policy to make graduates employable. We will continue to implement accelerated oil and gas capacity building program. We will ensure the utilization of local expertise in the procurement of local goods and services. And we will establish a National Petroleum Technology Institute to develop Ghanaian technological research capability for the petroleum industry. The Petroleum Commission deserves all our congratulations for the proactiveness to work with the Ministry of Energy to develop a policy on localization. And I can assure you, on behalf of my minister, of the ministry's fullest support for the implementation of this all-important policy so that it sees the light of day. The Petroleum Commission oversees the Accelerated Oil and Gas Capacity Building Program aimed at training youth in the upstream sector. Elizabeth Sam is a beneficiary. Right now I have a job because um, of the internship program which led me to my employer. And I must say it has been a really wonderful experience because the company I went to, Halibetim, actually took the program really serious, helped me go through their various product service lines. And even as um, an employee with them now, I've gotten an opportunity to travel outside the country, to a few countries to work. And I've met great people through work, um, different cultures, and seen a lot of things out there which sort of just opens you up for the possibilities you have as an individual and as an African. So I, I would not trade this opportunity for anything. The 2023 Upstream Job Role Localization Conference was themed utilizing trained Ghanaian technicians to achieve job role localization in the petroleum upstream sector. And to some other stories, the Automobile Assemblers Association of Ghana has projected a growth of 60% expansion of the industry by 2027 if the government fully implements the Ghana Automotive Development Policy. According to Chief Executive Officer for Silver Star Ghana, the automotive policy, when implemented, would ensure sustainability within the space. Here's more. The summit presents opportunity for leading experts and industry professionals in the sector to discuss the latest trends, challenges, and opportunities in the automobile industry. Assad expressed optimism of a more robust automobile industry. I mean, the policy is very well planned, it's very well thought out. Uh, a lot of consultants brought in uh, world experience into it. So I know that we are better off than many other countries in Africa in, in terms of the way the policy is. 
and uh, already a part of it has been implemented and it is the implementation of that part which has made us realize this dream today. Uh, I'm happy to say that not only the cars that Silver Star is assembling, the Peugeot cars, but every car in this hall is actually assembled in Ghana. A few years ago, this would have been an impossible task. And so we have to appreciate and be thankful and be happy that this journey has begun. The industrialization process and dream of Ghana is in action here. I mean, look, a policy is always a journey. And so there's a final bit which has to be implemented, which will really make us become very viable. And today we've had the Minister of Trade and Industry assure us that that will be implemented this year and we look forward to that. The summit was under the theme creating a new economic backbone for Ghana and the sub-region. Dean of the School of Engineering at the University of Ghana, Professor Elsie Ifakoffman, is calling on the private sector to support tertiary institutions with the needed resources to train employable graduates to contribute to the socio-economic development of the country. Now, according to her, more investment is needed in academia to bridge this gap. She was speaking at an industry roundtable discussion on the transition from school to work organized by a non-profit organization, Education Sub-Saharan Africa. Non-profit organization, Education Sub-Saharan Africa, launched a report dubbed What's Next? Enhancing African Students' Transition to Employment Through Effective Career Services. The report seeks to address youth unemployment in sub-Saharan Africa, highlighting the significant gap between skills developed in universities and those required by the labor market. In an interview, Dean of the School of Engineering at the University of Ghana, Professor Elsie F. Kaufman, said partnerships with the private sector is crucial in bridging this gap. We need to sit down, first of all, and set some targets for ourselves. As was mentioned, how many professionals in the various disciplines do we need? Who is monitoring to make sure that we are producing the right caliber of people to go out into our industries? Do we have targets? To what level are we supposed to train them? What are the skills and competencies that they are supposed to have before we even graduate them? And how much will it cost to deliver on this? Let's be realistic about it. Where I teach, I am an engineering professor. I teach engineering. I need resources. If the students are not able to pay realistic fees for me to acquire those resources, somebody must provide those. I don't expect that government will be able to do everything. The demands on government are too much. But sometimes private people should be able to invest because they understand what we are doing and that they see the need for us to produce people who are actually able to solve problems, real problems. Chief Executive of Charterhouse, Teresa Ayoade, urged industry players to work closely with academia to train students to meet the demands of employers. Those of us operating in the industry need to work more closely with the various institutions to explain to them the needs of our industry so that they can fashion and create curricula to suit our industry so that when they get their, their, their youth graduates, they can be easily absorbed by a sector. Currently, as I speak to you, the creative sector is highly underemployed. There's a lot of opportunities in the sector, but we don't have the skilled 
um, graduates to take opportunities. So when they join companies such as ours, it's a very long learning curve. And as employers, we are very concerned about that. We would like to be able to shopping to shorten the learning curve. And so this is a call for us to also get more involved with academia. Employers were advised to proactively reach out to universities for potential partnerships. And that's it for the program. I am Pius. Could you back up? Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Bye-bye.